You're listening to the Sports Talk Podcast with Darcy Waldegrave from News Talk ZB. Time to focus on this weekend's Blitzo Cup. It's been uh, a bit of a rest since the start of the the championship, if you will. Uh, not that we really focused on that. It's more about a World Cup this year. But so be it. It's been a great start uh, for the All Blacks. Of that, there's been no doubt. And put away Argentina. Put away South Africa. Had a cup of tea and a lie down. Now they've got the might of the Australians to take on. We're joined now by Tony Johnson as we discuss that team and the relevance of the Bledisloe Cup. Uh, Tony, coming up, a MCG this weekend on a Saturday night. What a colosseum that place is, hey? Well, it is, and I was there, I think, the last time uh, the All Blacks, or maybe it was the, um, the first time they played there. It was about 2007, and uh, the Wallabies tipped the All Blacks up that night. A massive uh, crowd, and it's, it is. It's one of the great sporting arenas in the world. And, of course, last year they were in Melbourne, and we had a very controversial end to the match. So, yeah, I, I, there's a lot riding on this one, Darcy. Uh, you know, either way, whichever way you look at it. Let's take a look at the teams. We'll look at Australia shortly, but look at this all-black side. This is a, a selection of intent, is it not? Maybe they might start playing a wee bit once the Bledisloe Cup is tucked away, but numbers 1 through 15 for a start, only one change, injury enforced, and then, of course, you've got a few changes on the bench. But this is an idea about what Foster's men are thinking come World Cup, surely. Well, first of all, he's rewarded the form that has got him uh, quite impressively through the first two matches of the Rugby Championship, and that means uh, Bowden Barrett starting at fullback again, uh, Geordie Barrett starting in the 12 jersey. Uh, I, I'm really pleased to see Will Jordan um, in the, on the right wing. I, I don't care where he plays as long as he plays. Um, and uh, and the interesting one to me, Scott Barrett. I mean, have we seen a little bit of a, a shift in the pecking order there with Scott Barrett starting ahead of Sam Whitelock? Barrett has been outstanding, uh, be it in a red and black jersey or, or, or just the black jersey so far this year. Uh, and Shannon Frizzell, another one, you know, who, to, to me uh, ha, has been a standout because he's been consistently good right through the course of the first two matches. And I think we, you know, look for him to continue that. So I think we get a fair idea here now of, of what the first choice team team is um and you know i think what they do what they want to do is they want to make sure i don't think it's so much about the rugby championship i think they really are keen to put the Bledisloe cup away for another year because i think we all know if australia was to suddenly uh, come good take the Bledisloe cup it's not only is it a huge boost for the wallabies but it's also a significant setback for the All Blacks. And, and I think they'll want to make sure that cup is put back in the cupboard after the Saturday night. So after this game, I was presuming if the result goes New Zealand's way, do you see Foster fiddling much with the lineup for number two in the daytime in Dunedin the week after that? Well, I wouldn't presume anything. Thank uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think maybe then he'll have a you know take the opportunity to to maybe just give a couple of players a, a, a run uh, i think he'll still want to keep winning and don't forget they've also got a test match against the springboks to play uh in august and that gives them a chance to fiddle about a bit i think both coaches will will, will do that but yeah it's possible a uh, possible uh, uh, you know i'm sure he wants to avoid the situation uh, of going to Dunedin and absolutely having to put his number one team out on the field and not give anyone else a, a look in simply because it's become a must-win match. What, what do you think of Eddie Jones? Not not his comments, because we know what Eddie's going to do. He's pretty, pretty good like that, about the the team that he's put out there for this 
particular fixture, there have been, again, more adjustments. So Quade Cooper's uh, not around. They've got a, a very young, green first five-eighth. What does the selection say to you about what he's trying to do? Well, well, first of all, you're absolutely right. The press conference stuff, that's just all the usual blather from Eddie, just trying to get under people's skins. And I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure that it's just been roundly ignored by uh, <laughs> his counterparts at the All Blacks and, and, you know, blah, blah, here we go again. But, um, you know, in all seriousness, I, I do think this is the best team he's named. So, and I, I have a sneaking suspicion, Darcy, that this is the test that he's been thinking about all the way through. And we, you know, I think the thing that New Zealanders respect or, or, or maybe even if, if you want to go so far, fear about Eddie Jones is that he is the master of the, the one-off. He's a, he's a good strategist. And I think he's been eyeing this game. I don't think the matters so much. Uh, as, as the Bledisloe Cup. He's brought players in from overseas. He's got to get them back on the same page um, and into the same rhythm. It's a different kind of cadence to the game down under, so he's got to sort that out. He's got to impose his own structures on the team. He's got a limited time frame to do that. But I think after uh, you know trying a few things in the first couple of games, I think this is the best team that he could probably name right now, Um He's given up on Tom Wright at fullback, and I think we could have probably told him that before the series even started. So Callaway's back. Uh, he's yeah. You, you mentioned the half combination. I, I really like it, Darcy. Uh, you know, if you're looking at it from a, a neutral point of view, uh, Tate McDermott. I think they're going to get better value out of him than uh, than you know Nick White, who just gets so wound up about things. I think it be, it becomes actually counterproductive. But really like the prospect of Carter Gordon. Uh, he, he looks tough. He's an opportunist. And I have to say, uh, look, he's not the next Stephen Larkham, but there are things about his game that remind you of Stephen Larkham at a similar age, a similar stage of his development. And and I think he's right to go with that combination. Uh, so, you know, this is, this, is a, this is a strong team and it's got a strong bench as well. So the, I suppose, surprise factor, and it will be a surprise to a lot of the Wallabies too, but to the All Blacks of that 19 combination, McDermott and Gordon, does that play much into proceedings? Well, you know, I, I don't think it is such a surprise. I don't think he was left with any other choice. Uh, you know, I'm not quite sure what he was thinking. I don't want to jump on the, the Quade Cooper clobbering bandwagon because that's got about as boring as Eddie Jones. Um, <laughs> but um, the, the thing about, you know, he he's... They've had this tactic of kicking the ball away, and he was kind of at the centre of it, and Nick White was at the centre of it. Now they've just got to come up with something different now, and I think uh, this will promote. You know, McDermott, he's, he's brave. He'll have a snipe round the fringe. Gordon will have a go, uh, and and the other thing too is you've got to look outside them. Karevi and Koroin Betty have now had a couple of games in order to get themselves you know, back in, in, in the groove, I guess. Um, Karevi's an interesting one to me because when he plays well, Australia is just a completely different kind of prospect, a different threat altogether. We haven't seen it so far. You know, I, I know they, they chucked him into the sevens at the last Olympics and he just didn't fire a shot and he hasn't fired a shot so far. But if Sam, Samu Karevi comes out, they get a bit of pill and they give him a chance to run, then, you know, there's a poten potential there for him to, to spark something for the Wallabies. So, yeah, look, I just I just think um, this, this is really, I think Eddie Jones knows um, and, and hence his abrasiveness that this could be a bit of a fork in the road here. If this team was to cop a hammering, 
uh, or, or you know, be beaten by a comfortable margin. Where does it leave him? Where, where does he go from there? Um, and but if it if it comes right, then he knows he's he has got the right players, and and they can go on and and I think you know be a p- potential smoky at the World Cup. So I think there's a lot riding on this game for Australia. Tony, one last thing before we let you go, and thank you so much uh, for joining us on the show. It'll be 21 years. It's a celebration. It's a yard glass. It's a key. Since the Wallabies have actually had the Splitters Low Cup, why does it still have import if it seems to be such one-way traffic? It's it's a lifetime, mate. Well, yeah, but the thing is, if you're at the All Blacks, you certainly don't want to be the team that gives it back. <laughs> um, and... You know, you know the whole history of the Bledders Low Cup, and you talk to the guys who played when they lost it in 1979, they didn't even know what the Bledders Low Cup was until they saw the Wallabies waltzing around, I think it was the Sydney Cricket Ground, uh, waving the Bledders Low Cup around. And ever since then, it's been the trophy that, you know, you in, in some ways more important to New Zealanders than the Rugby Championship. Um, and it's definitely uh, one for the Australian. I think that, that, that Australia is trying to look to a bright future and what better place would there be to start than than by taking that that cut back look it 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 means a hell of a lot to the players of both teams which is why you know we've had such great pitched battles such um, knife edge contests controversial finishes over the years it's never you know some of the most memorable moments um you know in Bledisloe cup test matches so you know, it means a lot, and as I say before, it, it it's that sort of symbolises what's at stake. It, it it's the prize, but what's really at stake is is a lot of psychology. Um, that that if New Zealand wins this one, then it's proof that they really are tracking well towards the World Cup. Um, but Australia know that that if they can get a hand on the Bledisloe Cup by winning this weekend, even win the Bledisloe Cup, they know it's as, almost as important for the damage it'll do um, to the New Zealand psyche as it is to the boost to theirs. For more from Sports Talk, listen live to News Talk ZB from 7pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.